1: And we join him right now with today's message.
2: I want you to take your Bibles and turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5. And today is the last message in this uh, series. And uh, again, we're going to look at the last chapter. And I feel like these are the most critical verses for people here today who may be hurting For people here today who are struggling, for people here today who feel as though there's no hope in this world. You've given up, basically. These words are for you. We begin with verse 7. And verse 7, it says to cast all of your anxiety on Him. Why? Because the Bible says that He, God, cares for you. The reason Jesus died on a cross for you is because he loves you. The reason God was even willing to sacrifice his son Jesus is because God cares for you. So if you come to this church, you should know by now how much God loves you and how much God cares for you. Amen? Amen. But then we come to verse 8. And verse 8, Peter shifts gears and what he wants christians to know that not only does god care about you he wants you to know that the devil cares about you that satan is relentless in his pursuit of you we come to verse eight he says there be self-controlled and alert and what that means is this Everybody wake up. Be on the lookout. Why? Because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a what? Like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I want to talk a little bit this morning about the devil. I assume that most of you believe in a supernatural being called Satan or the devil. There are many people who do not believe in the devil. They just don't believe in it. One of the reasons why we don't want to admit that there's a devil is because we're prideful people. We think that we can solve all of our problems on our own. And so we see what happens. We think, well, we'll solve this on our own. We'll pass some new laws, we will appoint a task force, we will legislate morality. That's all prideful to think that you can control evil. You cannot control evil. And what you need to know is this is not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. The reason you don't want to admit that there's a devil, if you admit that there's a devil, you have to acknowledge that therefore there must be a God. And the reason you don't want to admit that is because you know you'll have to live your life according to God. And you don't want to do that, so you just say, I don't believe in the devil. So you can live as you please. I believe that Peter is a veteran in doing battle with the evil one, and his assessment is spot on. The devil is our enemy. The devil's the enemy, not the government, not the president, not your neighbor, not Hollywood. Hollywood is not the enemy. The local atheist that lives down the street is not the enemy. The enemy is the devil. The word used in the Bible is a word that means slanderer and accuser. The devil is an accuser. That's all he does is accuse. He accuses man to God. And he also accuses God to man. He's always telling you how unfair God is. And some of you right now believe that God is unfair. And he's always accusing man against man. It's his nature. He's a liar. Write that down. John 8, 44. It's his nature. The Bible says that he's not only a liar, that he's the father of all lies. Number two, write this down. The devil is a prowler. He prowls around. And what that means is that Satan comes by stealth mode. He hates to be exposed. He's the master of disguise. He does his best work in your life when you don't even recognize him he does not want you to even hear this message here today he's a prowler he's a stalker if you will the bible says in ephesians finally be strong in the lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of god so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but our struggle is against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. He's a prowler. Number three, the devil is a lion. What does he mean by that? He means that he's a vicious beast. He is totally committed to destroying you. And he wants us to know that that's what he's like. He's vicious. And number four, write this down the devil is after all christians verse 9 the next verse says because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of is it singular or plural is it suffering or sufferings it's plural your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same type of sufferings and so write this down he's after all christians yes that would include you and that's why we need to stand together in our struggles you're not the only one in this war when you face evil and suffering in life there's a tendency to think that you're the only one hurting that you are uniquely suffering no you're not the unique person suffering we're all under attack satan then comes and whispers in your ear here's what he says why is god picking on you god must not care about you perhaps there is no god why would god allow you to suffer listen all christians are in the crosshairs of the devil and peter knows this all too well and so the first word of advice that peter gives us write this down is to stay vigilant again this phrase you'll see it all throughout first peter be self-controlled and alert everybody wake up he says be attentive and what peter's saying is you have to stay alert or, or you're not going to be successful against the devil's schemes you've got to know that satan is attacking you now here's the question how does satan attack us and there's four ways i to write them down fast i want to say this this is kind of a summary of the whole book but he's letting us know how satan attacks number one hopelessness satan is trying to discourage you so that you'll give up hope it's why peter writes in chapter 1 verse 13 prepare your minds for action be self-controlled wake up wake up wake up set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when jesus christ is revealed here's what satan wants he wants you to get to a point in your life where you finally say these words what's the use why do I even try anymore? Not only that, secondly, is worldliness. He says, stay vigilant because the devil not only wants to rob you of your joy and your hope, he wants you to leave your faith. What the devil wants is for you to conform to the world. 1 Peter chapter 1, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Just as he who called you is holy, so you need to be holy in all that you do. When you got saved, God set you apart. He called you out of the world. And so what Satan wants is he wants you to creep back into that old way of life. Someone said to me this week, they said, you know, you know Dudley, your standards are too high. Nobody can live up to this stuff you're preaching about. And you know what I said? I said, they're not my standards. They're God's standards. All I'm doing is reading the Bible to you. I have a hard time doing them. The standard's not too high. They're God's standards. He said, be holy because I'm holy. We've all been called to holiness. And yet, every day of our life, Satan does a million things around our life to draw us back into the world, does he not? Number three is lovelessness. I I mean, you can sum up every problem you have in one of these four categories. 1 Peter 4, 8, he wrote, above all... Love each other deeply, for love covers a multitude of sins. I've said this to you before. I want to say it to you again. We do not have, some of you think we have a race problem in this country. We do not have a race problem in this country. We have a sin problem in this country. Because right here, this verse, 1 Peter 4, 8, the Bible says that we're to love each other deeply. That's a biblical commandment. I don't care what the reason. If you're not loving one another deeply, you're committing a sin. We have a sin issue in this country. But it's all Satan. Because Satan loves to divide. He came to kill, steal, and to destroy. Satan loves to cause tension between people. And so if any time you feel bitterness in your heart towards anybody, any time you feel anger towards anybody... Anytime you feel resentment or lack of forgiveness towards anyone, understand the issue is not with that person that you're having a difficult time with. The issue is the devil himself. The devil is messing with you. He's trying to cause that division. Wake up and be alert to what the real issues are here. And number four is haughtiness. We're supposed to have a humble spirit. This is that feeling, that point, in your life where you think i don't need god i don't need to go to church this weekend and worship why are we singing these songs i don't need that i don't need to read my bible i don't know i care about god i can handle my stuff i i, I can handle this that's all pride is what that is and pride the bible says in first peter 5 5 all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble You see, Satan was kicked out of heaven because of pride. It's what caused his downfall, and it's the number one tool that he uses in your life and in my life. He gets us to be so proud within that we think we can do this on our own, that we don't need God. And if you look at those four words, hopelessness, worldliness, lovelessness, and haughtiness. In the last seven days, did you ever get discouraged in your Christian walk? did you ever in the last seven days think what's the use did you ever have a sense of hopelessness in a relationship in your finances regarding a health issue regarding any situation worldliness did you tell a joke this week that you should not have told did you go to a club did you watch a movie that you should not have watched lovelessness did you snap at anybody this week Is your heart full of any type of anger towards anybody on this planet? Is there anyone that you have refused to forgive? Haughtiness. This week, did you strut your stuff? (laughs) Did you ever think I don't need God? Did you ever justify any sin that you're involved with? You justified it. All of that is about the lion. The lying lion. We have to stay vigilant. Number two, write this down. He says you got to stand firm. The Bible says, this is in verse 9, you resist him by standing firm in yourself. No, that's not what that says. Standing firm in the what? Faith. In the faith. How do we do that? Two ways. Number one, you have to stay consistent in your example. All through First Peter, this is a strange strategy, but it's God's strategy that you and I, no matter what happens in our life, we are to keep doing good. We have to set the example when everyone else is setting bad examples. You don't fight Satan by being mean, rude, and revengeful to your enemies. You fight by being good to people, constantly setting good examples. We saw in chapter 2, verse 12, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you, Of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. We saw in chapter 3, verse 9 do not repay evil with evil or insult with evil, but with blessing, because to this you were called. I want to ask you do you live underneath a corrupt government? Are you working for a bad boss? Do you live next to an obnoxious neighbor? Are you married to a difficult spouse? Do not answer that. (laughs) The Bible teaches that there's only one thing that overcomes evil, and that's good. And all the attacks that we face, we stand firm by setting a good example. We have to keep doing good to those who mistreat us. And secondly, we stay consistent in the Word and in prayer. You have to stay consistent. For those of us that are soldiers in the kingdom of God, this book that I'm holding in my hands is your supply line. You see, Satan is going to do everything he can do to cut you off from this book. Because if Satan can get your eyes off of this book, you, as a soldier of the Lord, will soon be malnourished and ineffective. So he will do everything he can do to keep you out of this book. It would be my guess that most of us here today have not been in this book since last Sunday, if we were honest. You can't go a week without physical food. You can't go a week without spiritual food either. The Bible says in chapter 1, verse 25, that the word of the Lord stands forever. We saw in chapter 2, verse 2, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. The word, the word is what helps you stand firm against all of Satan's attack. What if, this went through my mind, is what if every day like clockwork at 10 o'clock on the button, your cell phone rings? And you look down, and it says, "Pastor Dudley calling." And you're at work, and he says, excuse me, my my pastor's calling me. It's ten o'clock. And he said, "Hello, Pastor." Yeah, he calls me every day at ten. And I said to you these words, "Hey, hey, I know you go to my church. I, I, I the Lord put something on my heart. I just have a word here of wisdom, a word of encouragement." a word just to help you. And the Lord, I just want to share this with you. And what if every single day at 10 o'clock, like clockwork, your phone rang, and I was on the other end, and I gave you a word of strength, wisdom, or encouragement. How many of you raise your hand? Be honest, that would help you in your Christian walk. If that, how many of you believe that would help you if I called you every day, all right? Well, I have something a million times better than that. If every day at 10 o'clock, wherever you were, you simply opened up this book and you read not what Dudley has to say, you read for yourself what Jesus has to say. Oh no, oh no, I'd rather have you call me. Why me? You've got Jesus. My son has always had struggles. He's just always struggled. Being my son and living in a glass house. And he just always wrestled with doing the right thing. All on his own, God put it on his heart to create a watch that scrolls electronically a Bible verse that goes across the screen every hour on the hour. He calls it the 365 Movement. And he raised the money himself uh, on one of those crowdfunding things on the Internet. And he, I don't know how he did it, but he found... A developer, there were a couple guys in the church that helped him. Rick and uh, uh, Daryl helped him develop this. And they have it manufactured in China. And it's shipped over here to the United States. And he sells it because he knows that in his struggles and that in my struggles and that, that in your struggles, that the most powerful weapon that we have to help us stand firm is the Word of God. He knows that he needs that Bible verse. So he found the best 365 verses he could find, and every day it's a different verse. And he wanted to do something that he thought young people would read because he knows that no young person reads the Bible. And so he wanted to do something that was cool, that he thought he could get young people to read the Bible. I guarantee you, I had absolutely nothing to do with it. He did it all on his own simply because he understood the struggle and he knew the value of staying in God's Word. And I want you to know that Satan will do everything he can possibly do to keep you out of this book, and Satan will do everything he can possibly do to keep you out of your prayer closet. 1 Peter 4, 7 says, Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled. There's that phrase again. Wake up so that you can pray. Because prayer is part of that spiritual warfare. Karl Barth said these words. He said, To clasp your hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of this world. I want to say that to you again. He said, To clasp your hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of this world. And the army of the Lord, the church, we advance when we pray. And so if you want to cross the enemy lions, you better stay consistent in the word and in prayer or the devil is going to eat you alive. And as we close, the last point that he says is to seek confidence in our ultimate victory. He himself, God himself, will restore you and make you strong. If you're here today and you feel like you're in the minority, if you feel like you're being marginalized, if you feel like you've been overrun by the world, if you feel persecuted for doing the right thing, if at this very moment in your life you feel as though you're being pursued by the enemy, the devil, like a roaring lion, you need to rest assured that God Himself will restore you And make you strong, and you will be victorious. I love the story of Cecil B. DeMille. He was filming the movie Ben-Hur. Now, some of you are too young to know this, but Ben-Hur is the greatest movie of all time. And in that movie, Charlton Heston is the main actor. And the whole movie centers around eventually this chariot race where they race these horses and chariots. I don't know how they filmed this thing that long ago because it's so realistic and Charlton Heston was he was he was training. You know, the actors have to train and practice he was practicing driving a chariot for the movie. So when they filmed it, he, he looked like he knew what he was doing. And after he'd been practicing, he came to Cecil B. DeMille and he said these words. He said, Cecil, I think I can drive the chariot. But I don't think I can win. And Cecil B. DeMille said to Charlton Heston, he said, You just stay in the race, I'll make sure you win because he's producing the movie, right? And I close this whole book by saying to all of you, just stay in the race. God will make sure you're victorious at the end.
1: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. that number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems? Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.